हेलो वेलकम टू रीडेक्स चैप्टर नंबर वन लेटेंट पावर्स एन एवोल्यूशन ऑफ इनेट एंड लेटेंट बट एज येट अन इवॉल्व पावर्स ऑफ कॉन्शियसनेस इज नॉट कंसिडर्ड एडमिसिबल बाय द मॉडर्न माइंड बिकॉज दिस एक्सीड अवर प्रेजेंट फॉर्मुलेशन ऑफ नेचर एंड टू अवर इग्नोरेंट कंसेप्शंस फाउंडेड ऑन अ लिमिटेड एक्सपीरियंस दे सीम टू बिलोंग टू द सुपर नेचुरल टू द माइरेकुलस एंड अकल्ट फॉर दे सरपास द नॉन एक्शन ऑफ मटीरियल एनर्जी विच इज़ नाउ ऑर्डनरीली एक्सेप्टेड एज अ सोल कॉज एंड मोड ऑफ थिंग्स एंड द सोल इंस्ट्रूमेंटेशन ऑफ द वर्ल्ड फोर्स अूमन ऑफ मावल्स बाय द कॉन्शियस बींग डिस्कवरिंग एंड डिवेलपिंग एन इंस्ट्रूमेंटेशन ऑफ मटीरियल फोर्सिस ओवर पासिंग एनीथिंग that nature has herself organized is accepted as a natural fact and an almost unlimited prospect of our existence an awakening a discovery an instrumentation of power of consciousness and of spiritual mental and life forces overpassing anything that nature or man has yet organized is not admitted as possible but there would be nothing supernatural or miraculous in such an evolution except in so far as it would be supernature or superior nature to ours just as human nature is a supernature or superior nature to that of animals or plants or material objects our mind and its powers our use of reason our mental intuition and insight speech possibilities of philosophical scientific aesthetic discovery of the truth and potencies of being and a control of its forces are an evolution that has taken place yet it would seem impossible if we took our stand on the limited animal consciousness and its capacities for there is nothing there to warrant so prodigious a progression but still there are vague initial manifestations rudimentary elements or arrested possibilities in the animal to which our reason and intelligence with their extraordinary developments stand as an unimaginable journey from a poor and unpromising point of departure the rudiments of spiritual powers belonging to the gnostic supernature are similarly there even in our ordinary composition but only occasionally and sparsely active it is not irrational to suppose that at this much higher stage of evolution a similar but greater progression starting from these rudimentary beginnings might lead to another immense development and departure in mystic experience when there is an opening of the inner centers or in other ways spontaneously or by will or endeavor or in very course of the spiritual growth new powers of consciousness have been known to develop they present themselves as if an automatic consequence of some inner opening or in answer to the call in the being so much so that it has been found necessary to recommend to the seeker not to hunt after these powers not to accept or use them this rejection is logical for those who seek to withdraw from life for all acceptance of greater power would bind to life 
or be a burden on the bare and pure urge towards liberation. An indifference to all other aims and issues is natural, for the God-lover who seek God for his own sake and not for power or any other inferior interaction. The pursuit of these alluring but often dangerous forces would be a deviation from the, his purpose. A similar rejection is necessary, self-restraint and a spiritual discipline for an immature seeker, since such powers may be a great, even a deadly peril, for their supernormality may easily feed in him an abnormal exaggeration of the ego. Power in itself may be dreaded as a temptation by the aspirant to perfection because power can abase as well as elevate. Nothing is more liable to misuse. But when new capacities come as an inevitable result of the growth into a greater consciousness and a greater life and that growth is a part of the very aim of the spiritual being within us. This bar does not operate for a growth of being into supernature and its life in supernature cannot take place or cannot be complete without bringing with it a great power of consciousness and a great power of life and the spontaneous development of an instrumentation of the knowledge and force normal to that supernature. There is nothing in this future evolution of the being which could be regarded as irrational or incredible. There is nothing in it abnormal or miraculous. It would be necessary course of the evolution of consciousness and its force in the passage would be the mental to the Gnostic or supermental formulation of our existence. This action of the forces of supernature would be natural, normal and spontaneously simple working of the new higher or greater consciousness into which the being enters in the course of his self-evolution. The Gnostic being accepting the Gnostic life would develop and use the powers of the greater consciousness even as man develops and uses the power of his mental nature. Everyone has countless possibilities within him of which he is unaware which develop only if does what is to be done in the way it should be done. But there are two types of progress, not only one. There is a progress that consists in perfecting more and more the capacities, possibilities, faculties and qualities you have. This is what is normally obtained by education. But if you go in for a little more through development by approaching a deeper truth, you can add to that qualities you already have. Other new ones which seem to be asleep in your being. You can multiply your possibilities, enlarge and increase them. You can suddenly bring up something you did not think you had. I have already explained this to you several times. When one discovers one psychic being within, at the same time they develop and manifest quite unexpectedly things one could not do at all before and which one didn't think were in one's nature. Of this too, I have had numerous examples. I have given you this one, but I am repeating it to you once more to make myself understood. 
I used to know a young girl who was born in a very ordinary environment, who had not received much education and wrote rather clumsy French, who had not developed her imagination and had absolutely no literary sense. That seemed to be among the possibilities she did not have. Well, when she had the inner experience of contact with her psychic being and as long as the contact was living and very present, she wrote admirable things. When she fell back from that state into an ordinary one, she could not even put two sentences together correctly, and I saw examples of both kinds of her writing. There is a genius within every one of us. We don't know it. We must find the way to make it come out. But it is there sleeping. It asks for nothing better than to manifest. We must open the door to it. The field of our sense experience has an absolutely ridiculous limitation, while in the mind, if you think of someone or something, a city or a place, you are there immediately, instantaneously, you see. And you are there, it is not that you are not there, you are there, you can have so precise a mental contact that you can have a conversation, ask questions and receive answers on condition that the other person is fairly sensitive. Why this is something which happens constantly? Only you must have a little knowledge, naturally, for otherwise you don't even understand what is happening. Even physically, with this, with the eyes, the nose, the fingers, the mouth, the ears, oh, it's ridiculous, one can develop these if one wants. One can succeed. For example, in hearing something which occurs at fairly great distance and hearing it physically, not by another means than the physical. But one must have a control over his senses and be able to prolong their vibrations sufficiently. One can see at a distance also and not by the occult vision. One can manage to stretch his vision and if he knows how to prolong the vibration of his nerves outside the organ, he can prolong the contact. I don't say some kilometers away, no, but in certain area, say for example, through a wall, which is considered something impossible. One can see what is going on in a room which is separated from another by a wall, but a very methodical practice is necessary, yet this is possible, seeing feeling, hearing. If one wants to take the trouble, one can enlarge his field considerably. But it asks for work, for perseverance, a kind of assiduous effort. Why it has even been found that one can develop other vision centers than the eye. It has been tried out with people who for some reason or other have no vision in the eye. One can develop other centers or another center of vision by continuous methodical effort. Julius Romanians have written a book about it. He himself conducted experiments and obtained very conclusive results. This means that we have a number of possibilities which we let sleep within us because we don't take the trouble to develop them very much. We can do infinitely more than we actually do, but we take things like that as they come. Sometimes there are latent powers in us, 
of which we are unaware. To do a work, how is one to know whether one is capable of doing it or not? How can one know whether one is capable of doing it or not? By trying. That's the best thing. And if you want to do, and if you do not succeed immediately, use persistence. And you must know that if a strong urge, a very strong urge to do something comes to you, that means this work has something to do with you and you are capable of doing it. But one can have powers which are so well hidden that one has to dig long before finding them. So you must not get discouraged at the first setback. You must persist.